On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're recapping the game from the other night. Uh, Bruins beating the Lightning in Boston 2-1. to one. Uh, Tightly contested uh, matchup for those two teams as well as we're watching. We're in the middle of watching the Lightning Flyers game. So we talk, we're talking about that. We're talking about past games. Join us for, for it all right here on Locked On Lightning. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and follow us wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form if you choose to listen to us that way. On this episode, we're recapping the game from the other night uh, against the Boston Bruins. And also, we are currently also, while recapping that game, we are watching the game that is going on right now, and that is Lightning Flyers. So, if you haven't already, go ahead and listen to the previous episode or the previous two episodes. Uh, I did a recap of the the previous Lightning game, and uh, it was not met with certain, I guess, enthusiasm. And, you know, not that, you know, my, my opinion, I, I usually like to stick to it, obviously. You know, it's my opinion. I, I, I am confident in what I say. But... Like I stated on the last episode, you know, this isn't, you know, this podcast, this show isn't just me sitting in front of a microphone. It's me conversing with all of you, and hopefully you feel that way too. Uh, And and there was feedback from the previous episode where uh, I, and I agree at 100% as soon as I kind of took a step back and realized I have been kind of a little bit too harsh on this team thus far this season. And, you know, my reasoning for that was um, the fact that we have the last three seasons or, or yeah, the last three seasons to look at. Um, and, you know, those have all been Stanley Cup final appearances, two of them wins. So there, there's a lot of lot of hold up to a lot, lot big, big shoes to fill for this current Lightning team in 2022-23. And... If you've been listening all season long, you know that I have been very critical, uh, very frustrated with this team at certain times. Um, and I, and it, but the one thing that I have said that I think that a lot of us can agree on um, is that I have said I don't mind if this team is still starting to, to figure it out, if they're doing little things here and there, if they lose games, as long as they're in. They're, they're getting better with every game. That's all that matters is, you know, if, if a team can st- goes out there and, and plays a certain type of way, but you don't see any progress beyond that, there's one or two things happening. There's one, uh, this is their ceiling, which quite frankly, uh, three, uh, number three in the, in the division right now, well, tied for third in the division with Detroit, um, I don't feel like that's the lightning ceiling. I, I just think that they're a better team than that. Um, and, and then, or two, 
you know, something, something's going on. Uh, you know, this team is not getting any better or whatever the case may be. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say, and that kind of loosely brings me into my beginning of the recap for the Boston game is, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, and I truly mean this, and and if I could say this for every single game going forward, win or loss, I think that the Lightning are headed in the right direction. And I believe that this previous game against Boston uh, two one loss at TD Bank. Uh, is it TD Bank Arena? TD Garden Arena? I don't. I don't remember what they're. It doesn't really matter. But I still call it the Garden, uh, the old Boston Garden. Uh, but I believe that this game. Well, it was a three one game. Uh, I believe this game was the best game the Lightning have played all season. I think that this Tampa team look like, and and I firmly believe this for all three periods, I believe this Tampa team for 60 minutes looked like a championship team. And I know it resulted, and, and as I'm saying that, by the way, Steven Stamkos, uh, I don't know if he scored on the play, but he just notched his 1,000 points. So actually, you know what, we're switching things up just a little bit. Uh, to take a minute, but yeah, this Boston game, uh, you know, and congratulations, Steven Stamkos, of course, uh, the greatest lightning player of all time, hands down. But uh, <clears throat> if if Tampa could go out this, go out and play like this on a nightly basis, which I hope so. I mean, because and they've shown at certain points, and and especially in recent weeks. Uh, especially in the month of November, that they are heading in the right direction, that if and when they play like this, uh, they could play with any team. And they stuck with the best team in the National Hockey League the other night in, in the Boston Bruins. I mean, I don't know how you feel about the New Jersey Devils, but the fact of the matter is is that, you know, the Boston Bruins, uh, if they're not one, they're certainly two in, in the NHL. But... This game, I think it was vintage Tampa. I think it was a game in which that we have seen them win cups like this. They play hard. They play a 200-foot game. Uh, you don't see any one player kind of straggling or doing their own thing. And, and I'm not saying that really we see that on a nightly basis. But sometimes we'll kind of see certain sequences focus around one player. Um namely stamp Steven Stamkos, which, you know, rightfully so you want to, you, one of your best scorers, you want to give him the puck as much as possible. But I feel like the lightning, I think we could all agree that Tampa does fall into that trap of trying to set him up too many times where the opposing team does, if they don't know already is, is waiting for it. And even though Stamkos did score in this goal, uh, it, it was a strange kind of uh, one timer because it wasn't it wasn't his down to a knee kind of it was kind of just a click if you know what I'm saying if you if you watch the play and you and you think uh, of me saying it was just a click you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about it's kind of one of those things where I wish I had like the video board behind me so we could watch the replay but um, I thought this was a very diverse game 
for Tampa. I thought that what I liked most about it was that it wasn't just a handful of players in this game that contributed to some of the positive things that we saw throughout this game. It was a group project. Um, and it was, it was, you know, you wish in that kind of situation when you're kind of seeing a good, a good performance out of pretty much everybody on the team that the results were different, but clear, you know, that's, that's hockey that happens. We've spoken about it on this show before that, you know, sometimes when a team plays as good as what we saw Tampa play at the other night, you know, the, the, the score doesn't necessarily, it's not in your favor. So that was, it looked like an assist from Stamkos to Maroon. I believe, actually, no, I don't even know what goal this is. Oh, no, that was just the play. Um, well, but yeah, I, I, I think this was a very positive loss for Tampa Bay. And I was talking some, to someone earlier today, and you might kind of disagree with this, is, it, it, is I feel like I'd rather see my team play well and lose than see them play like crap and barely win. And I, and I think that's something that we can all echo to a certain extent. Obviously a win is a win. Two points is two points, you know, in this league, uh, two, uh, two, every single point counts. Uh, one point could be the difference between you being out of the wild card spot and, and being in the wild card spot. So, you know, it depends how you feel about it. I'd rather have my team uh, be a fringe, uh, be, be a wild card team and, and play well, like what we saw with the Lightning, than be a be a one through three playoff uh, spot in your division and and kind of be shaky. Which would, which you know, I kind of always look back now at the uh, the win against Ottawa. So we'll talk about more about that. I do want to do a little bit of investigating. Uh, while we're recording this podcast, even though this show isn't ex- exclusively, obviously we're talking about the Boston game. We're talking about the improvements that Tampa Bay in this game, the positive things. Uh, we're talking about that. Uh, the, the recap for the Philly game will be tomorrow. So that will be Friday night. So check that out. Uh, but very positive performance in Boston. Anytime that you see boss, uh, see the, the lightning play against like, play against Boston and they put out a performance like this win or loss. I, I love it. I, I think that games like that against Boston are really what make Tampa a better team. I always feel like every year we kind of talk about this where Tampa is kind of, a I don't, we're, we're, some of us are kind of on the fence about how Tampa is uh, even the, the five, three loss at home. Uh, I, I feel like playing Boston, regardless of how they're playing, those games are always intense. Those are always kind of those games always kind of get reverted back to just doing the basics, like what we saw the other night on Tuesday night. And those are always a good measuring stick for this Lightning team at any time of the season. So you know, those are the games I always circle on the calendar because I just i I know regardless of how the Lightning are playing, whether they're the best team in the division or they're they're kind of struggling. Um, I, I always know that those games are kind of going to bring them back down to earth or to reality. So uh, looking forward to the next Boston game. 
and and I like that we saw this performance out of them because you know Tampa have Philly tonight as we spoke about, and we got Toronto coming up on the weekend. So a uh, good slate of games, a good a good uh, couple of matchups coming up for Tampa Bay. So we'll talk about more about this Boston game in just a little bit. But first, I want to remind all of you that this this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports. They've got it all at Bet Online. Net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So once again, I'm going to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our social media pages, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Uh, follow me on Twitter as well at Danky Danky, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. I love hearing from all of you. If you want to tweet to me go ahead and tweet to me if you want to message me that's fine too uh i've been slacking on the messaging uh this past week gotta get on that i, I see a couple of uh, people hit me up and if you just want to comment on the youtube uh videos that that works too uh i read them so definitely uh as you could tell in the last episode but yeah i i really like you know and, and i'm glad that that kind of the the somewhat listener intervention for me uh, happened just in time for this Boston game because, uh, like I said, I've been kind of frustrated with this team all year, and and I feel like I've been holding them on a way higher pedestal than I probably should have. You know, this Lightning team is playing well. It's not like they're really fearing for their lives in terms of the playoffs. Uh, there's 60 games left in the season uh, to, to really – get the wheels turning now is Boston going to keep up this pace for the entire season chances are no but I'm not going to say that they're going to completely fall off the wagon I I feel like we're going to start to see kind of like what we see every year uh down the road uh down the towards the end of the season is we're going to see um kind of like a musical chairs at the top of the Atlantic division we saw it last year uh, with Florida, Toronto, and Tampa. Uh, I think that started around like late February. Tampa at one point was in first place for a couple of weeks, and then bam, Florida, and then Toronto, I think, was in first place for like two day, two hours or something. Something crazy. I mean, I, I'm just exaggerating. I have no idea if Toronto was ever really in first place at that point. But um, like I said, I, I really like those the performance from the other night uh, from Boston. So looking back at the score, the score sheet real quick uh, for the Philly game, I know, like I said, I have to enforce this is a Boston game recap. Uh, the two goals were from Nick Paul tonight. One of them was on the Stamkos assist in the second period at 7.55 in. So congratulations, Steven Stamkos, 1,000 points. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode. So keep an eye out for that. But in this Boston game, um, like I said, the Tampa really played within themselves. They didn't try to do too much. And you can kind of see from the opening puck drop that this was not going to be like a, a a track race kind of game. And there was certain sequences like that throughout the throughout the periods, uh, namely in early on and midway through the second period. We saw that, uh, especially with Boston. They were really fast. I was I was kind of almost shocked. You know, they were fast in that first game, 
uh, in Tampa Bay, but the that this game it just seemed like they took it up to another level, and I think that was just because they're at home and you know they got Tampa Bay coming off, uh, you know, kind of I, I wouldn't say struggling, but kind of just you know coming into the building uh, six and three in their last nine, so you kind of want to you know not give them another give them any kind of reason to get going and and you know what i kind of always say in these situations and i think it was true for this boston game was that you know it wasn't so much what tampa didn't do it was so much what boston did right and 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 that's why i'm also kind of not upset about it i mean i am frustrated that tampa did lose this game um but yeah boston's a good team as of now like i said can they sustain this kind of performance um going forward i mean that is yet to be seen um but yeah anytime i and i and i think that really boston did a good job also kind of like not allowing tampa to really really get going um you know there were certain spurts right here and there in the opening minutes but you know you didn't really see any moment in time in which either team was playing on their back heel which is a good sign to see if you're just a casual fan if you're a fan of either one of those teams, you're a little bit frustrated. Um, what this game kind of had to me, this kind of element, and, and I kind of look at it this like it was it was kind of like one of those defensive-oriented football games that we see in the NFL, which I know that's probably very rare for some, uh, depending on what fan base you, you root for. But it, it was more so like when you see, all right, Tom Brady, when, you know, his first year with the Buccaneers especially – just meticulously driving down the field, wasting the clock, um, you know, scores a touchdown. And then, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, even though this, that's not what this happened, just using those two as an example, going back and, and scoring scoring a touchdown on the other side of the end zone. I kind of felt like that was it uh, in this game, except Tampa only scored one touchdown. And were on the goal line a couple of times and, and just wasn't able to convert uh, right there. And, and, you know, Swayman uh, for Boston, I, I, uh, I like, I like to, to crap on him a little bit here and there, but he was, he played good. He played well. I, I didn't think that he played great. Uh, maybe that's just me being biased. I thought Vasilevsky played very well. There was a couple of sequences there in the second period, especially when he, Things could have gotten really bad real quick there. Um, Tampa not necessarily playing bad or or not doing the right thing in that situation, but more so Boston swarming Boston. And, and what I found interesting with Boston, and I didn't notice this in the first game, and now this is something that could potentially, because we've spoken about this in the past, that Tampa has had issues with, with opposing teams taking it and being aggressive down low, is – when Boston, when one of their forwards passes off, that forward who just passed off the puck, then Ben skates down into the zone, and it's almost like a long distance give and go, and that could be a very hairy situation for Tampa, uh, especially if they don't come out playing the right way on any given night, uh, especially against this Boston team. So that might be something that we'll have to look for, look at, uh, not only just with Boston, but just with 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 Tampa in general, how susceptible will they be uh, 
down the road and will teams have seen that on the highlight film on the film on the tape and, and and try to exploit that tampa did a very good job of of for the most part clogging up passing zones here and there and and as well as as clogging up shooting lanes so you know there was a lot of good hockey to be played here a lot of good positive things excuse me that we saw from this tampa team and, and a lot of good things that i think that we hope at least and thus far right now uh midway through the second it looks like tampa is doing that uh i i i think i think that they have carried this in obviously you know i'm just kind of glancing at this as i'm recording i'll watch the full game later but looking at the numbers i thought yes tampa bay did a very good job they played a very well neat hockey game uh with a little bit of edge in their game and there's nothing ever wrong with that especially when you're playing against a team like the Boston Bruins. So wrapping things up on the show, like I said, um, Steven Stamco scored, or better yet, tallied his his 1,000th career, um, 1,000th career uh, point, which is, I mean, it's a phenomenal accomplishment by any player. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal accomplishment by any national hockey player to have just played a thousand games in this league, An- another milestone. I mean, we spoke about it a couple episodes ago. All the milestones that Steven Stamkos is is currently approaching, um, and and, and it, it's very it's very, you know, I I, I I hate playing the what if game. I I hate, you know, because I feel like to a certain degree that sort of discredits what a player has accomplished at that point in, in their career. Um, you know, he's approaching 1000 games. He's got the thousand points. He's approaching, uh, 500 career goals. Um, but you know, one has to wonder. And I, like I said, I hate, I hate saying this, but one has to wonder, you know, only playing 48 games uh in in 2012 2013 i believe that was one of the lockout years um being hurt in 13 14 uh playing only 37 games playing 17 in 16 17 57 with you know covid and also being hurt in 1920 playing playing 38 and 2021. Um, one has to wonder if he gets 82 games or close to 82 games in those seasons, what are his numbers? You know, and, and, and like I said, I hate playing that what if game in my head, but it also drives me nuts because that's what you do with the greats. You know, I mean, with a lot of them, I mean, we, we look at guys like Mike Bossy. Mario Lemieux, who lost a couple of years to back injuries and, and cancer. Mike Bossy, whose career was cut short due to back issues, still had 500 career goals. I mean, well, he played 10 years in the NHL. So imagine if he played 10 more. What what was his goal tally look like then? The same goes for Stamkos. I always make the comparison to him with, with Ovechkin. I feel like he's Ovechkin with a little bit more diversity to his game. Uh, I'm not saying he's getting 800 career goals, 
But if you if you average close to what eighty two games a season with a guy like this, I I mean you know if COVID doesn't happen, if he doesn't hurt, if he doesn't break his leg, you know, lockouts, all that stuff, shortened season because of the COVID uh, stuff with the I, with they played fifty something games that year. One has to wonder where's the end in goals. I mean probably. Close to, I would say, 650, 680 mark. Where is he ending points? Uh, I don't even know what Ovechkin has right now in, in points, but I would say he gets, you know, probably 1,500. I know that might sound a little crazy. Uh, I'm pulling up Ovechkin's numbers right now. So Ovechkin has 1,433 career points. You can't sit here and tell me that. You can't sit here and tell me that it may, probably Stamkos is getting more than that because, like I said, you know he doesn't just score; he he gets he he puts up a lot of assists. He actually has he just reached 500 career assists uh, not too long ago. Um, so, you know, it, it sucks. It, it's a part of the game, but it's also fun at the same time. Uh, to kind of sit here and, and think about out loud, you know, where would this guy be? And I've spoken about this on a couple episodes before, but like I said, uh, nonetheless, you know, very great accomplishment will go down as the greatest player in the fran- in in this franchise's history. Without a doubt, he'll have his number retired. He'll be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He'll probably get a statue in front of Emily one day. Um uh, probably on my, in my book, top five greatest captain of all time. Uh, we've had this conversation before. Uh, him, Jean Bellevue, Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Taves, uh, and then I guess Mark Messier and a th- throw in for whoever you know you want to throw in there. I mean. It, it you know the there there's there's a slew a smattering of other guys that you could probably throw as that fifth guy so but yeah great accomplishment uh can't wait to see where can't wait to see where how high on all these leaderboards that he could he could he could end up when his career is said and done so uh can't wait to see that but obviously you know there's a ton of hockey to be played for him left in his book i know that um only only 30 only uh 32 years old so we got at least i mean he could probably t- play till he's like 38 39 40 i don't think he's going to play till he's 40 i think he'll be here probably 38 i think 38 39 is probably so we got about 6 7 years of stam coach which is great so but we also got a lot more of uh, lightning hockey this season we got a lot more of stam coach this season Lightning hockey. So join us for all of that going forward. Like I said on tomorrow's episode, we'll be discussing uh, tonight's game. Uh, right now, the Flyers are losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning two nothing in the second period. So hopefully, the Lightning can stay hold on to that, add on to it, and we'll talk about all that tomorrow night on, on tomorrow night's episode. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next.